Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Leadership Jam Session. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the challenges and benefits of managing employees in a matrix environment, meaning you have employees reporting into you, but also report into other managers on a dotted line, which can get a little confusing at times. So to help us navigate through this discussion, I sat down with two colleagues I used to work with, Lisa Wienia and Lindsay Luke. Now, Lisa used to work for me several years ago, and she reported into Lindsay on a dotted line. And so they both now have teams where their employees are in a matrix environment. So they have a lot of experience with these type of scenarios. So take a listen, and I'll come back on on the end to summarize a few key takeaways for us. How are the leaders at all levels of management tackling the toughest challenges each day? That's the question. And this podcast is the answer. I'm Rob Fonte, and I'm bringing on the brightest minds in management to share practical solutions to those challenges you're facing. Let's get ready to jam. You have a lot of experience in managing teams in a more of a matrix environment where you have employees that report into you that also report into other managers on a dotted line. And so you've been in this type of role for years where you've managed teams like this. So let's just kind of talk about the challenges related to this. For those of us out there that might be new to managing these types of teams or are currently managing these teams, what are some of the challenges that you can share based on your experience? I think the biggest thing is aligning and ensuring that you're all on the same page. And so often the the direct report is very aligned with with you because you work together to build out your objectives and so forth. But the dotted alignment is is not always so clear. And while that person has their own sort of pain points, I don't think it's always so clear that we're listening and really morphing to that area. Yeah, that dotted line definitely can be elusive. Sometimes it's invisible. It's sometimes diagonal. Who knows? It's all over the place at times. And you're potentially dealing with two really different personalities. So even if you're aligned to the mission, that may look differently from one person to another person. And so that employee that's left dotted line reporting could really have two very different individuals as it relates to leadership style, personality, alignment to the mission. All those things can vary depending upon the individual. That's so true, right? Depending on who they're supporting, different leaders, completely different styles. How do you manage that? That's a great point. But yes, and I think if, if the two leaders are aligned, um, it makes it much easier for the, the dotted line employee to be successful. Mm-hmm. I think so often where the misstep comes is that the, the two leaders are, are not necessarily on the same page. They're sort of marching in a different um, direction. And that poor dotted line employee has no chance to succeed. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes we saw that as well, especially when you're in a support function and your, your job is to actually set the table for others, if you will. That table has to be discussed in advance and make sure that the place settings and where they're going to go. Even if you're aligned or misaligned, as long as you lead with sincerity and to be curious and then to remain curious makes it a lot easier to continue to at least function, even if you're not totally aligned. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. And the humility piece too, because how many times have we been so certain that that we knew the path, the best path. And then if you actually listen to others, you realize, gosh, there are many ways to skin the cat. So I think that that humility is key and the ability to say, hey, listen, let's flex, let's morph, let's evolve this process because it's going to be better. And thank you for the input. Thank you for the feedback. But to your point, the sincerity of it is key. If it's just words, it's uh, <laughs> it doesn't resonate for anybody. I love the table setting. I'm terrible at setting the tables. Um, just at home, by the way. 
just so you both know that. But anyway. Totally. How many times have you been at dinner and you're thinking, which glass is mine and which fork is mine? And you do the, like, the BD, like, okay, over here, drink over here. But I think the analogy fits for the workplace because yeah. so often teams aren't responsible for pulling through the, the project or the materials, but really creating the venue or the conduit to make it happen. And that's the setting of the table, preparing the venue. Yeah, I think that's a great way of setting up because it can be very complicated. I know when I sit down at a table, I do the the whole, when my finger is the D and then the B, try to figure out. In a matrix organization, you kind of do need some of that structure, don't you? To help everyone navigate through that. I'm curious, would you have your employee first work it out with the leader they're reporting into on a dotted line? Or would you step in and, and try to clear up whatever misalignment there might be on, on what's expected of that employee? Personally, I would ask them to go first to try and clear it up. Mutual purpose, mutual respect. You would hope they could get alignment. That's how I'd handle it. Linz, I'm curious to hear what you'd have to say on that. I totally agree, Lisa. I think that employee and, and to the dotted line manager, that conversation is critical. And, and that's the best and easiest, most efficient and most honest way to handle it. Sometimes that's not enough and, and you do need to coach both sides. But yes, I'd always start there too. I was just gonna say, I've been on both sides of it. When I have misstepped and misspoke to somebody that I'm dotted line reporting to, my manager came directly to me and gave me great angst, but also gave me great direction on how to handle that situation. So, I mean, I think it also, again, if you speak from your heart, it could go either way, right? You could have the employee go or you could speak to the employee. They have, if the employee is in the right or the employee is not, depending upon the dotted line manager's impression of the situation. Yeah. And can you adequately describe the situation? Do you, do you have all the knowledge necessary? Because I am actually thinking of a time, Lisa, I think we went through this together where some feedback came in. We discussed it. And then you eventually went back to the other dotted line person and it was all resolved very quickly. So it was a bit different than what I just described. And that worked as well, but probably more efficiently would have been a direct discussion. Yeah, I agree. You mean yeah. if you had a direct discussion with the... Yeah. With the, yeah. With with the, that requires a little courage on the other manager's side as well. Perhaps there's some concern too that peer-to-peer discussions should occur and not not the other way around. So I don't know your thoughts on that too, Rob. I'd love to hear. No, I, I think you bring up a great point. I think it is one of those, it depends scenario, right? Because yeah. the employee is put in a difficult situation mm-hmm. at times, right? You know, Even though we're their primary manager, they are reporting into another manager on a dotted line. And depending on that other manager, to your point, it could be even an ego thing. There is an expectation that now I need to have this discussion with your manager. And it depends on what that scenario is. And there are some things that sometimes they're just things that the employee just can't control where we may have to step in and have that discussion. Sometimes you, you look at the situation, you think, gosh, I can understand. I can see both sides. Sometimes you feel like, my goodness, this is this is you know one-sided and not fair. And, and so that's where I think you're right. You, you need to assess each, each situation separately, probably. And yeah, so just thinking back, I had a scenario where I had a a regional training manager who was supporting uh, another manager and and their team. And they asked my employee to work with one of the employees uh, who was located under that manager and wanted to provide some feedback and even weigh in on on performance, such as Mm -hmm. ratings. So let me ask you this scenario. And I'm sure you've probably come across this where you probably have gotten feedback from one of the dotted line leaders 
where they're providing feedback on your employee, where some improvement is needed, however, you don't see it. Have you ever come across that type of scenario? Yeah, it was challenging. How did I handle it? I went to Lindsay and asked her for guidance and then (laughs) probably went to you too, even though I wasn't reporting to you any longer. That's challenging if you don't see it, but they do. But that's what I said earlier, Rob, it really depends upon leadership, leadership style, expectations. So you may think your employee is doing a great job. Linz, we've we've had those scenarios, but if the dotted line manager doesn't, it has to be dealt with. I don't think you can brush it under the carpet because it's never going to be successful relationship for that employee and that dotted line manager. That's right. I I so agree. And, And perception is reality, unfortunately, in this case. And so if if that relationship isn't strong and isn't isn't flourishing, it's likely not going to get better without addressing. So perception is reality. So it could be that we might have it wrong. Mm-hmm. That's one possibility. Right. Well, I guess it's one of two possibilities. Either you have it wrong or they have it wrong. And so so often it's in the middle. I think that's because that's my, my initial comments that very often the the direct report and the manager are, are more aligned because they they spend more time together and they're they're building goals together. And the dotted line perhaps isn't as attuned or isn't in the loop as much. And that's an opportunity, obviously, on the direct manager and, and dotted employee. So I think so often it, it's a gray zone and, and communication, discussion, probing, true listening, you can get to the bottom of the issue. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Maybe there hasn't been enough touch points, enough observations. I think it's a good point that the truth is probably somewhere in the middle. So often. It's hard to tell someone that their feelings are wrong because feelings are feelings. And if that's how you're feeling, that that's real. So I think you have to acknowledge that even though you don't feel that way, this person may. And, mm-hmm. and how do we come to a good resolution there? Yeah. And I do think, like Lynn said, it's a shared purpose. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you're aligned with that same purpose with that other manager. If you have an employee that is not as viewed as having some developmental opportunities, but you may not agree with it. One of the other opportunities is to perhaps get somebody else involved, third party, to provide some additional eyes on it. Because in most cases, you're probably not reporting to just one dotted person, but but a few. Agree. Serving many masters. <laughs> many masters. Yes. Yeah. 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 Which truly is a gift and, and a challenge. Um, yeah. Part of that is crucial to get feedback from these dotted lines. But I also know there's the scenarios where sometimes the dotted lines don't feel comfortable sharing or giving feedback to that employee because they don't technically report into them. There could be a variety of reasons. I'm just curious if, if you've come across that or how maybe you've navigated through that to make sure you are getting feedback. And are you even comfortable having the dotted coach your employees? It's so, for me, employee specific, even though I know it shouldn't be. It's also dotted line manager specific, but that's not necessarily the right answer. But I think you can't manage everybody the same. So I think for me, it just so depends upon the exact scenario. I can think back to scenarios, Lynn, where that exact scenario happened, where the manager came directly to me. I go to Lynn's, share with her what, what's being said, and we have to navigate and figure out a path forward together. But I understand that a dotted line manager may not want to give specific feedback to an individual. I can appreciate that. It also depends on the relationship you have with the other manager, because if you trust them and they trust you, no discussion is too difficult. And, and so that I think is really the key to this whole, what's the, what's the circle of trust all the way around? And if it's strong, these discussions are very easy. If it's not much more difficult. Do you even trust these other dotted line leaders to have the capability to give the right type of coaching to your employees? That's hard. 
right? Yeah. To uh, give up some of that control. That's probably maybe one of the biggest challenges with this. Yeah. But in many cases, they have a lot more touch points than we would. Exactly. And their lens may be, I mean, it's different, obviously, but it it may be without spots in some, in some cases. <laughs> I think the challenge sometimes can be that when you have your specific employee reporting to a dotted line manager, that dotted line manager has eight different employees that they're working with. And your one specific employee is not only working with that dotted line manager, they are interacting with their... So the feedback is not just coming to that dotted line manager on his own perceptions. It's coming from those potentially eight, 10 people that are on his team. So it gets challenging. But to Lindsay's point, trust goes a long way with the entire circle. It's that relationship piece that it just cannot overestimate the importance of, of building a relationship. If I'm a new manager coming in to a role where now I have employees, I'm managing a team where they're going to be reporting into dotted line leaders. What would you say is the key to making sure you're managing them successfully? I think it's about the communication. It starts with the communication to just ensure, like we said at the very beginning, that you're aligned with that manager. You at least understand them and you understand their their leadership style. But for me, communication is crucial in those kind of scenarios to set your team up for success and really to set that relationship up for success with your employee and that dotted line manager. It all comes down to communication. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's setting expectations from the very beginning as best you can, because if, if you know, if you're transparent with that, that other manager and you say, listen, this is how, this is my style. The style is just different than substance, obviously, but here's my style. I'm open, I'm chatty. Please feel free to, to call unexpectedly. That's how I like to operate. How do you like to operate? Because so mm. often we give what we want, not what the other person wants. So That's I think so you know true. that discussion very, very early on to set the expectations, like, how do you like to give feedback? Because I'm okay if you give it to, to this, our shared employee. That's no problem for me. Does that work for you? And if we know those those guardrails, then we can share it with our team members too and say like, listen, this is how Sally Joe likes to provide feedback. Don't be surprised. It's fine with me. Does it work for you? Those sorts of discussions, I think, you know, are very, very helpful because then it's more of a, a family approach versus kind of a linear coaching. I think you're spot on. I think about Lisa and, and Lindsay, you talk about the communication piece, even weaving in and sending that expectation for your team members around that, look, you're going to get coaching from, from your dotted line. Well, in one respect, if you think about it, it's kind of like you have a team of coaches. Exactly. Yeah. True. And I'll go back to what you said a little bit before to Lindsay, right? I, I mean, it can be hard to, it seems like you might be relinquishing some of that, that responsibility, but at the end of the day, your your employee still reports into you. However, there could be benefit from a different style of leader that they're getting coached from. I was thinking about this old adage about lead by example, and it sounds so trite, but it's so true. Because I'm thinking even about your co-leaders, the folks that the Donald Lyons reporting into as well, if they see you leading kindly and transparently and with empathy and respect, I think they, they often respond in kind. Well, you hope. You, you, Lindsay, just have a very disarming personality. And I think that is a huge advantage that you bring to the table. And so even in how you serve that up from a dotted line, and and I think maybe at, at one point you were a dotted line when Lisa reported into me and she yes. was reporting into you. That's right. So we, we were in that scenario. God, I well, Rob, I that. never, she never reported to me. I always reported to her really. <laughs> it's so true. In yes. the best so way possible. <laughs> yes. Now, yeah. 
Yes. Now, now the you, whole, you just didn't know it. I just didn't. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's why I drink so much now. It's all as I reflect back. Yeah. PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? That is where, when, when I think about dotted line reporting, it truly is a great place to be really, if, if you choose to look at it that way. But I, when I think about the scenarios where I have been in consistently dotted line reporting, not necessarily having my team, but having being consistently dotted line reporting, you can learn so much. Because like you said, Rob, Lindsay knows how to soften the, soften the blow. Lindsay can, can really minimize any negative feedback to she's just showing you love. Whereas other leaders that I've reported into with dotted line, it's more direct feedback for yourself. I mean, you are a super kind leader too, but you're not Lindsay. So as a dotted line employee, you really have a great opportunity to learn. Yeah, to be flexible, right? You, you have to oh, be, yeah. otherwise you'll snap. Yeah. I think it's an excellent point because I think we fall into the trap of thinking right now we're talking about this episode was geared towards the challenges and, and, and how do you navigate through as a manager, managing employees. However, the other side of it is, to your point, Lisa, it is a great opportunity, development opportunity for that because they're learning how they do need to flex towards different styles. Certainly for individuals that want to become managers one day, it is a fantastic opportunity. It's really a great developmental opportunity for the leader as well to have dotted line employees because mm. it gives you a completely different scenario than, than potentially not. If you really want them to succeed, you have to share. It's true. You, you, you. You can't really be an autocrat if you want them to succeed in that in that situation. Yeah, yeah, you do have to have a, you have a vested interest in them. But I think it goes back to what we've been talking about: setting that communication up front, setting those expectations that my employee reports into you on a dotted line, but you're a big part of their development, their success. We talked earlier about the, the seek to understand, but I can think of so many times where it's, it's so easy as a, a little group, a little a pot of employees to talk about, oh, this other group doesn't get it. They don't get it. I don't understand why they don't have, they don't, they don't understand. But if you, and you start talking to your employees that way, but then you expect them to have the dotted line relationship that's, that's successful and counteractive because essentially you're saying, oh, they're, they don't know what they're doing, but please help them. And then no wonder it doesn't work out very well. So I think that's, that's on, on the leader too, to say, listen, every group has their challenges. Every group has their, their nuances, their, their, their style. Our job is to seek to understand. And again, to, to provide service and, and set the table. Goes back to that setting a table analogy. That is our role. Yeah, we're kind of help putting those guardrails in place. So what's interesting is I think one of the key takeaways here is that some of the same fundamentals apply whether you're managing a traditional team or a matrix team. I mean, what you just said there, the same foundational elements still apply. All right, so let's talk through a few key takeaways. There were two that are critical to the successful outcome of managing employees in a matrix-type environment. And these two were discussed all throughout the discussion with Lisa and Lindsay. And the first, Lisa talked about the importance of communication, where that communication needs to happen on day one with the manager of the employee as well as the dotted line manager. And that communication needs to happen consistently and on an ongoing basis. And it does tie into the second key takeaway, and Lindsay spoke about this, which is setting up expectations. That also needs to happen right out of the gate. I love the table setting analogy that Lindsay spoke about in the beginning of the episode, which really gets into the heart of setting expectations, because it can be confusing. And helping to set the table, knowing where all the place settings are, that's 
That's what we, as managers of these matrix employees, that's our role, to make sure everybody understands where the guardrails are. And again, it does tie into that communication. I would say the third piece is, when you have all of those first two in motion, it really does help benefit. As you can hear from Lisa speaking, it really does help benefit the employee learning from different leadership styles. It makes them a better employee, particularly if they're gonna lead teams one day where they're getting coaching from different leadership styles. It's only gonna help them to become a much better manager down the road. So there's a lot of benefits to employees who, who do have roles in these matrix environments. I do wanna thank Lisa and Lindsay for sitting down with me and sharing all of their experiences and wisdom as it relates to these matrix environments. And if you like what you're seeing and hearing, please subscribe to the Leadership Jam Session podcast, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, take care. Thanks so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to share it with a friend or colleague who you think might also get some value from it. I'm Rob Fonte, and I'll see you on the next episode of the Leadership Jam Session podcast.